And good afternoon, good afternoon, or good morning, good morning, or good evening, or you're laying there at wake in the middle of the night, you can't sleep. It's not like I'm on the air. You know when I'm on the air? Whenever you damn well want me to be on the air. At your service, Asus Ordinus, right? I'm the lawyer. But I'm the lawyer, so we're going to do a show. I know what you like, and I'm trying to give it to you. Get me the callers. We got a good one for you right here. Let's start the show. Ron in Gilroy, what's your story? Yeah, hi. Um, so I have a friend, and uh, this weekend that just passed, uh, her son went over to, you know, a friend, a female friend of his. They're both minors, 16 and 14. And uh, so, you know, they were, uh, she snuck them in. They were in a compromising position, you know, in the bathroom. And How that. compromising? I really want to know. Well, uh, let's just say, uh, as much as I know, as uh, that my friend's son was, fully naked at the time. Uh, and the girl, was she undressed also? Um, I, I don't have that fact. I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, but uh, So what happened is, I guess the father hears something, kicks in the bathroom door. Kicks in the bathroom door? Yeah, breaks it in uh, and proceeds to uh, throw a pretty serious beating to the boy, ends up breaking his nose. Boy's covered in blood. Uh, when he finishes beating him up, uh, he tells him not to go anywhere. And he calls the police. So, uh, you know, the boy asks, can I put my clothes on? He won't let him. Uh, keeps him naked. Um, there are other adults there. Uh, so he's exposed to other adults. When the police get there, you know, they tell him he can put his clothes on and that. Uh, you know, in the end, they recommend that no charges be filed and uh, nothing happens. Wait, wait a second. The minor didn't do much. What, are they going to yell statutory rape, a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old? Right. You know, it's an assault. But the father should be charged with the assault. Exactly um, what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and well, the father will say, oh, it's a crime of passion. It's his defense. You know, he was so enraged by what he saw happening before him, he snapped and lost control. Yeah. You know, uh, my friend went to the police station the next day and, and tried to file charges. And the police recommended that nothing be done. They said there was no excessive force used. And, uh, you know. By the way, there's one more thing. One more thing. If you think about it from the boy's point of view, she's only 14 years old. She's 16. Yeah, a two year difference. They're both minors, but if they were having sex, it's statutory raped. You got it? Um, Even if we were charged with a misdemeanor. So maybe it might be better off leaving it alone. But the father is a lunatic, you know? You think your teenage daughter's not making out or getting naked with boys? Get a life. It's going on all the time. What's he going to do when he catches a smoking pot next time? You know, but... um, So do you think there's anything she could do? She could sue the father in small claims court. She could sue him for assault. But the problem is the whole story's going to get out. The yeah. father is definitely an abusive lunatic. I, I mean, makes no sense to me. Outrageous behavior. But sometimes things like this should be left alone. Maybe, maybe the cops were right. Leave it alone, you know? Okay? All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Peter in Petaluma. KGO Peter. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Um, I'm calling a lawyer because I had a, uh, my wife and I, when my wife's little sister got her driver's license, wanted to help her out and get her a car. We got her a car. And um, a little while ago, she took it over to one of the oil change places to have all the servicing done on it. And they changed all the oil, and they, as part of their services, they all say they check the fluids and do this multi-point inspection because they want to, of course, sell you upgrades. So um, she did the whole thing, 
uh, about 500 miles after the service was done, the transmission went out. What happened to the transmission? Uh, apparently, they took it over and had it inspected by one of the bar people, and they said it was from the fluid being low, and they said it was something that happened over a long period of time because they could find no evidence of any leaks. What kind of car was it? It's a 1993 Ford Escort. Yeah. So you could sue this place because they said the transmission fluid was full and fine, and two tanks of gas later, it was empty, you know, a low. So either they lied or they let, and you know, they led you to believe it was okay, or they may have inadvertently done something to the car that caused it to break down. So, so can, they, can they still... But here's the problem. Them, yeah, you can go after them, but you, you may not get a new transmission out of this. What did you say, a 1993 Ford? Correct. The blue book on the car is only about $750. How much would a new transmission cost? Depending on if you go new or used, between $25 and $3,500. Yeah, here's the story. All you're entitled to get is the cost of the repair or the value of the car, but whichever is less. So it's like the, even though it's a private business, not an insurance company, they can still basically... Yeah, in other words, if you break something, you don't have to... Let's say you're not an insurance company, but you break something, you know, an old used piece of crap, you don't have to buy them a new car or a new thing. You just have to replace the old used piece of crap, the value of it. Mm. So, I mean... For example, if this transmission went out and the oil change company didn't screw up, would you in your right mind spend $2,500 to put a transmission in a $700 car? Well, exactly. No, so, I, I understand that. It's just one of those things where it's, it's a... It's no, all a, you're going to get is the value of the car on this one, but you can sue them for that in small claims court. It's yeah. a tough case. Yeah, it's tough because you can't replay, get a good running, you know... What? You know what they're going to say? Look, right, we, we inspected the car. Yeah. It's a 93, and we didn't do anything wrong. So let it go. End of story. Sometimes you can't sue people. Kareem in Mountain View. How come you're calling a lawyer? Yes, I, uh, I'm a landlord. I have a, a small office building here in Sacramento. And I had a doctor sign a lease la about last month. And he tells me that he's a pain specialist. And uh, I had a conversation with him yesterday and uh, casually tells me that he's going to be prescribing marijuana. You mean medical marijuana recommendations? Yes, recommendations. Uh, and I'm not sure if my uh, the other tenants might uh, be upset about it. No, no, no. Wait a second. To hell with your other tenants. The doctor in your building prescribing marijuana to patients is perfectly legal. You know? It is, yeah. But I, if I don't like to have him as a, as a tenant... Wait, you, know, you signed a lease, right? Yes. Hey, Kareem, are you from... Where are you from? India? Yes. Okay. What if I decide I don't like people from India in my building? Could I throw them out? No, but this is... Uh, What's the difference? It's a new issue for me, right? Medical marijuana. I don't like Indian people. It's an issue. I do like Indian people. I lived in India a long time. But you know what I'm saying? If I don't like Chinese people or black people or Jewish people, it's an issue for me. You can't do that. He's doing everything that's legal. You cannot throw him out. All right. Okay? He's got the lease. Leave him alone, you know? If he said to you, I want to start selling marijuana from my office, that's a different story. But as long as he's complying with the law, don't start becoming the moral police. Leave it alone. Don't worry about your other tenants, okay? All right. Thank you. Jane in Corte Madera. KGO Jane, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I'm hoping that I can get this all out because it's a little bit confusing. Um, the story was told to me by the uncle of the girl that I'm going to tell you about, 29-year-old niece who was killed on Highway 37 
um, a few weeks ago. And, what happened? Okay. What, as I understand the story, she and her husband, who was driving the car, the husband was driving the car, were heading eastbound on Highway 37. They'd been married for four years, no children, legally married. Um, and they got into some kind of an argument. And somehow he pulled over to his side of the road, um, and she got out of the car. I don't know whether he, she's dead. Um, I don't know whether she he pushed her out or she asked to get out or what happened. Wait, wait a minute. She's dead? She was killed by a car coming in the other direction. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, okay. I lost you. Well, I know. It's confusing. Let wait, me, wait. Let he me stopped the car on the right side of the road in 37, right? He's on 37 eastbound. On the right-hand side of the road, he pulled over and stopped the car. That's correct. And then what did she do? She got out of the car. And she, at the same time, apparently called a friend on her cell phone because they have a copy of the message on the cell phone. So, um, Wait, she, how did she get killed? Did the husband well, kill her? He ran, no, she, he let her out. And then he drove off. And she ran across the, uh, the, the freeway um, when she saw him make a U-turn. Oh, wait a minute. She ran across the freeway. She climbed over the barrier and went to the other side, at which point he made a U-turn and coming back to get her. She saw him coming back to get her, so she turned around and she ran again back across the freeway, stood against the barrier, and apparently a car coming along, it was 10.30 at night, didn't see her, and he hit her and killed her. What a tragedy. It was horrible. And the story is told to me by a Hispanic day laborer. Uh, Why did she get out of the car? Were they having an they, argument? They were having a big argument, and I don't know whether she was scared or what happened, but the message on the cell phone to her friend was, come and get me, help me, help me, come and get me, and she described where she was. And um, in the confusion, a third a second car, unbeknownst to them or the driver, I mean, it was just somebody coming along, and she was in such a position as this guy hit her and killed her. It was late at night. She may have been wearing dark clothing. It's a tragedy for the dead woman and the poor driver. Well, but the question that my friend, um, the uncle, uh, is that the police, they they were coming from a bar, and the uh, uh, blood work has not come back from her, so they don't know whether she had any alcohol in her system or not but according to the uncle uh, they were coming from a bar so he feels that uh, Jane husband, why are you calling me what's the question what can they do how can they pursue this further you mean against the husband right yes exactly he immediately went home got all the jewelry got everything that belonged to her is driving around in her truck um, and and the uncle, wait 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 here's the problem okay she ran across traffic that's correct you know I, I mean I, I live in Sonoma. To get to Sonoma, when you go to the city, you go up 101, you take 37. That's right. It's a really busy road. Right. I mean, they're moving along there, especially at night. Nobody expects pedestrians. You know, this is a tragedy. Um, wait, when okay. the cops showed up, this woman's laying dead on the road. They had the husband there, right? Yes. So the cops, did they have him take a, a, a no. breath test? No. That's because they didn't have any probable cause to believe he was driving intoxicated. Okay. The police are not stupid. Okay. They know what they're doing. In a case like this, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have an argument with your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, 
even if you're having an argument, you don't get out of the car and run across Highway 37. Of course you don't. So and, it's and, her fault. Right, and I'm, I'm not looking for fault. What I'm looking for is wh- why did the husband, is, is he not responsible? What did he pull- do? What did he do? He pulled over to the side of the road. And she was her. probably screaming like a crazy person. She could have been drunk. Okay. I mean, Jane. Okay, no, I got it. What do we want to do, put the husband in jail? No, he no, didn't. No, 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 all I wanted to hear was just what you told me. Yeah. Because the uncle is suffering so much. And- it's his niece, right? Absolutely. 29 yeah. years old. Ugh, just, Married four years. Just horrible. That's all. Yep. Just horrible. Okay. That's what I'll talk about. Okay. I'll talk to you. And, um, yeah, I'll tell him. Not- and leave that guy alone. His wife got killed. I'm sure he feels bad enough no, already. No, he doesn't. He's perfectly happy with the whole thing. You don't know that. Well, that's what the uncle told me. Yeah, that's like what the... a baby, enjoying the, the uh, meals at his mother's house, driving around in her truck, which she purchased but with her own money. He was married to her. The truck was probably in both their names. Well, I guess so. And yeah. a story. Okay. And a story. You know, you know what that call shows? How biased people can be. I, I mean... I've had arguments with my wife. She's yelled at me. You never had an argument with your boyfriend, your husband in the car? Did you get out and run across a highway? Like 37 is like 101. They're moving there at 70. Faster because we think we've got less cops on 37 than 101. That's it for today. Good calls. We're putting out a show Monday to Friday. You're going to get a fresh one on iTunes or at lentillum.com again. The price you have to pay, there's no commercials. You don't have to listen to that crap All you got to do is tell a friend. I'm very grateful you're here. See you next time.